Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hear Me Out podcast. I'm your host, Finley Evans, and today I have my grandma. I call her Granny, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Of course. So I'll start off asking you the question, how have you most evidently seen God working in your life? And I would say recently, or let's say over the past year, um, there's been some specific things we've prayed for. Um, and one interestingly enough, um, I had never at the beginning of a new year, like come up with a, a you know, like, what is your word this year? You know, I, I thought about it. I thought it's a good thing, but I just, I don't know for whatever reason, it's like, I just never thought on that. And I really did last year for 2021. And, um, I, it just came up in my mind to be intentional. And so what became of that was in February, we had friends from Big Canoe that we hadn't seen for a while. And, you know, when we would run into them, oh, we're we're going to do this, we're going to do that and get together. Well, in February, we had them over and then there were mutual friends we had that we wanted to reconnect with. And so we planned a get together. So that ended up last year reuniting with some wonderful Christian friends up here Um and we had two big dinners, and um, in fact, one, we had 30 people, and um, I just really felt like that was an answer to prayer, um, reconnecting with those people, and um, that was wonderful, and, you know, we had prayed about that, and as well as being intentional with family, and so that was a good thing, and then I think we've definitely seen answered prayers um, with my granddaughter, Kylie, that is in Granada at med school. Um, seeing how well she has done and adjusted and, um, you know, God's provision looking over her. And I think that has definitely been an answer to prayer. And um, just, you know, some different health issues, just seeing how God has uh, moved and taken care of. And um, those are just some things that come to mind, Um, you know, that were definitely things that, you know, I prayed about and somehow God would, show us how they could use us or, you know, or else just praying directly for our family. And, um, so I'm very, very pleased about that. Yeah, that's so cool. And so I'm going to first off, start off by answering or like talking about how you said your word of intentional. And I love that you said that because I feel like so many people are afraid that if they work as hard as they can to stick with a word throughout the year, that it won't ever pay off. But, like, if you use it as a way for God to work in your life and not for you just to be working in your life, then by the end of the year, then, like, no doubt you'll see that, like, he has worked in your life. Um, So, yeah, and then when it comes to Kylie and stuff, definitely, like, God answering prayers and her adjustment. Um, And, yeah, it's just been so cool to see that. And we just have such a big family, so we've... It is. And actually, one other um, example of intentional, um, believe it or not, your Papa Charlie, he has a group of friends from elementary school that he has gotten in touch with about 10 years ago. And the same thing, we would talk about, oh, and we have seen them once or twice before in the last 10 years. But this past year, we decided, okay, we're going to be intentional there too. And we actually have had two get-togethers with them, and one of them, there was 14 people. And that was um, so much fun. And we've actually got some a real deep relationship with one of the couples. 
that um, God has just so blessed us with. And um, that has just been just such a blessing to see. And not every one of them are Christian. And then just to be able to have that outreach and um, to have those doors opened, it's that's that's another awesome example. Yeah, that's so cool, that, like, how God works in those ways, bringing them back from so long before in your life. And it's a great example of, like, you know, you might be like, well, I don't think I'll ever see this person again, so there's no point in, you know, like, trying to witness to them because I, what if I can't stay in touch with them? Well, like, you never know. Like, yep. you know, Papa Charlie, who he went to elementary school with, you know, you guys now still know. So, yeah, that's so cool. Okay, so Granny, what is your favorite Bible verse and why? I think um, I have many, and I think, you know, different times in different life or different periods of your life, something has more meaning maybe than at another time. But I really think probably 2 Corinthians 5.17, the longest, has um, just really resonated with me because um, when I, you know, got saved and accepted the Lord as my Savior, it was just so meaningful to me that, you know, um, I'm not the same person and that he is, um, you know, I've been saved and it's a new life that I have and it's a a new slate and just knowing that and that freedom we have in Christ and that forgiveness of sin and that since I trust him as my savior, that that is like, I love that verse. Yeah. Um, it's such a great verse and it's such a great reminder um, that after, like, you're saved, you know, if you see a difference in your life, then there was, like, a true transaction, and so it just helps you, it almost holds you accountable, um, and it's also, like, what I said, like, a little bit ago, when it comes to letting God be the one to work in your life, um, you gotta let Him be the one to change you and to, um, become new, and so, yeah, and then, I wanted to ask you this, and I wasn't quite sure how to word it, so let me know if this makes sense. But So a lot of people don't understand how a verse can mean so much to a person, and so they're like, they ask, like, how does a verse become important to somebody? So how has this verse become important to you? Well, and I will quote it. It's, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And I think it was so meaningful to me because... You know, um, I just, I felt like I had a lot of skeletons in my closet and um, a lot of things I, I was ashamed of. And to to really realize that it was Jesus Christ who is our salvation, who took the debt of our sin, um, and to be able to say you're a new creation and that when he looks, when God looks at us, he sees we're covered by the blood um, and our sins are removed as far as the east to the west. That That is why it so resonated with me um, and was just, you know, it was it was just wonderful. I, I love to, you know, think about it and, and read it and just think about what it really meant. Yeah, um, you answered that so um, beautifully. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't even have anything to touch on that because. You covered it really well. Okay, so do you want to share a little bit of your testimony and how you came to know the Lord? Sure. Um, and my background is I grew up in a family 
that um, none of us were saved, but my parents followed biblical principles. So I think God probably blessed us um, because of that. And so, but basically, you know, our feelings were, um, and never giving deep thought to it, but that, you know, if we lived a good life and uh, when we died, if our, you know, good deeds outweighed our sins, then we would be able to get into heaven. It was just like that, like it was, you know, a scale. <laughs> and so, um, you know, so obviously that means it's our works, not that, you know, consciously we're thinking, oh, we're so good or we can be so good. But just like, okay, there was going to be an account, but it was if the things that we did that were good outweighed the bad. So, um, you know, it was when I was, oh, probably about 19 and, um, I just kind of was going through a period where, um, don't get me wrong, I've never had great periods of depression or anything like that. Thank God I've been blessed with, you know, kind of having a very optimistic attitude about things. But I just wondered, is this all there is? Or like, what's my purpose? Or, you know, those type of things. And I'm sure all of us at one time or another go through that. And I just picked up, it was called Good News to Modern Man. It would be like the equivalent of the Living Bible. So, you know, a translation like that. And because it was easier for me to understand. And I just started reading that summer. And I I was in, enjoying it. And I was intrigued by it. And then at the same time this was going on, I had a brother-in-law who really, we were cordial to each other. But I, you know, there was a lot of things I didn't like about him. And um, I thought he was a bad influence on my husband at that time. And, um... I just, you know, all of a sudden I see this change in him and it was like, I, it it was very, it was remarkable. And he just started talking about the Lord and he was a a devout Catholic. And so all these things were very different to hear from him. And then my sister-in-law, now she was always kind of like what I would say our family was, you know, she was, there was, you know, she was great, loved her. But I see this change in her about her talking about the Lord and getting saved. So then they told us about um, Freddie Gage, who was having a crusade um, in Lafayette, Indiana, near where I lived. And they invited us to go. And we went. And see, all summer I had been reading and studying. And just during his message that night, I mean, it was, like you say, a bell. There was a clarity in my mind that just an epiphany I could hear I realized, oh, my word, it's not dependent on me. I get it. Jesus Christ was who takes care of our sin because we can never measure up. And I just realized what salvation was, that God's perfect plan of salvation was sending his son, him dying on the cross, taking the um, debt of sin for the world because none of us could ever measure up. But He doesn't force it on us. We have to accept it and say, I believe it. I trust. I accept your gift. And that's what happened that night. And then things just totally changed. Um, You know, scripture just became so real. And so, uh, so many more things were so much more evident. And, you know, I had a hunger. And it does not mean that I didn't fail miserably and, and live like the devil. I hate to say different times since my salvation. But always a verse came to my mind that I'd been bought and paid for with a price. I was not my own. And it would bring me right back to Christ. And because of his faithfulness and his love, 
Um, and so then just more and more people in my family accepted Christ and, um, there were a lot of lives changed and, and that's my story. That's so cool. Um, it's just such a great example of how, whether you're a Christian or not, like, you know, you're not alone. I mean, you didn't understand what being a Christian truly meant, but as you were going through that journey of finding what it truly meant to you, like you had a Christian leading you to faith. And a lot of people might say, well, I don't know anybody that else that is a Christian. But I mean, you can choose to know somebody else that's a Christian, and, and that person is Jesus, because you never have to be alone on that journey of faith, because whether or not you have a human Christian living or setting an example in your life, you'll always have the ultimate example right by your side, which is just so cool that God gives us that. Um, and just like you were saying a minute ago, how like Papa, it, was it Papa Charlie's fr like friends now from elementary school? Did you say yes. that they weren't like Christians? And There are several that are, which is wonderful, but there are a few that not are not. And it's been so good when we've been to, um, just we've had, Opportunities to share faith um, and um, just opportunities, you know, to witness. And that has been wonderful to see. And then it's so encouraging to know and to see the ones that, you know, um, are saved. And, you know, I have um, what I call several forever friends I've known since I was, you know, two, three and five, these girls. And we get together. We live in different parts of the country. And, you know, none of them are Christian. And this year, we got together in October, two of them, and I really had a chance. And it's, it's, it's so funny because they ask some things, and they ask me to pray. And, um, you know, and now it, it was like, it wasn't like a prayer of salvation or anything like that. They just, they just um, you know, they heard me pray. I, I told them I wanted to ask the blessing one time when we ate, and then... Um, they just they just came and, and held my hands and then just God just I don't know even how it happened it was just so wonderful and I was able to just in my prayer you know say things and then different times I had opportunities to share now I continue to pray for them because I think they're the kind that still well, I mean they said it they they kind of believe that there's all roads that lead to heaven they they don't understand or get it but at least God gave me an opportunity. Yeah, you know, to witness to them again, and and and, and I have in the past, but it was um, just uh, much more, I think, impactful this time, or I felt like it, and it was just because of what God was just just kind of showing me or speaking into me that I could share. Um, so you're absolutely right. We we don't know whose paths we've crossed, cross that it's going to make a difference. How we treat somebody that's a waiter or waitress in a restaurant or um, you know, you just don't know someone in your community, a neighbor, um, God does give us opportunities, um, when we open up and I just, that would be what I would want to be, to be so in tune to him that I would never miss those opportunities. Yeah, that's so cool. And it's like I was saying a minute ago, like you might not have a Christian example leading you in your life, but you never know who God can send into your life. It can be somebody You're from... so right forever ago, you know, um, and that's probably, that's what God is probably doing for those families. They're, you know, they're giving them you guys, so that way y'all can witness to them in their lives, um, just like they need, so, yeah, okay, so this is a question that was sent in to the podcast email, 
And so I thought you would be a great person to answer this with, but how do you have joy when there seems like there's no hope? You know, um, definitely over the years, um, I think there's not a person that uh, is alive that doesn't think sometimes like, why, you know, why this person or why this tragedy? But um, several things have come to my mind, and I think God's shown me in Scripture. Um, we have to trust Him, no matter what, because He is infinite, He's um, eternal, He's all-knowing, He's all-powerful, um, and we need to trust Him. If we can trust Him with our salvation, number one, we can trust Him with whatever comes. Several other things come to my mind. When I think about um, the apostles and um, so many people of the faith, even from the Old Testament, they endured unbelievable things. So it's not prosperity Christianity. It's not, oh, everything's going to be wonderful and grins and giggles. And, um, you know, it's just not. Isaiah was sawn in two. Jeremiah never got to be married. I mean, just some of the things you know, and, and <laughs> the prophets, you know, the, it just, so many things happened to them that they endured um, that, you know, you would think, well, why, why when they were doing what God wanted them to do? But the thing is, I think we are earthly minded way more than we should be eternity minded. And mm-hmm. um, that's where our true home is. That's where we're going. And I think we have to remember that. Another thing is God tells us he gives us a special grace when someone dies. Um, He, I believe, I've seen it. I've witnessed it. God gives us something special, even though we may be heartbroken and go through deep sorrow at times or, you know, for whatever reason. You know, I always say if you can't see his heart, trust his hand. You know, uh, Joseph what was meant for evil, God made for good. And I think of those things. I call on those things. I, I draw on those things. And um, and I, I reconcile myself to it's always going to be his will, not mine. And I trust him implicitly that, that he, I can trust him with what other circumstances are. And I don't have to worry about what may come because I, I know that he'll give the grace when it's needed or the comfort or be beside me. And so I, you know, and you hear the, the little saying about, you know, the footprints in the sand, there was only one. And that's because God was carrying you. I think that is a beautiful illustration. I think, um, all of us as Christians at one time or another are going to experience that and maybe multiple times. Yeah. Um, that is such an amazing thing. And I choose joy. I think it's a choice. Oh yeah. You know, I think, you know, I always try to choose joy. Um, and I do think, um, you know, sometimes that is truly a choice. I definitely think that is a choice, too. Um, and you made such an amazing point. And there's a song, and it's like the thing that you like to say about, you know, trusting his heart when we can't see his hand. Uh-huh. You know, and there's a song, and it's like, even when I can't see it, you're working. When Even when I can't feel it, you're working. Yes, I um, love that. I love that song too and I think it's such a good song because so many people go through grief and they can't see or feel God working yet they still pray because they have faith and they have that faith because they've dived into God's word every day and so when something 
happens that's bad, you know, they can still have the faith to believe in what they can't see. And that is why it is so important to be living in God's word every day. So that way, when your trials and tribulation come, we can seek the kingdom of heaven and not drown in the kingdom of this world. Yep, that's so good. Um, well, you made so many great points. I'm definitely going to come back and listen to this and be taking notes. So um, thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, it was my joy, and you are my joy. Um, You have no idea um, the blessing it is to see you walking that way. And I would just like to end it by saying several years ago, um, I just really was taken aback by how few finished faithful in the Old Testament and um, kind of did a study. And, of course, Uncle Jason, who's, who's a pastor, we talked about that. And, um, you know, he went in more depth with that with me, too, in our conversations. And now I want to finish faithful. I want to finish faithful. I want my children, my grandchildren, I want them to have that heritage. I want them to have that desire in their heart, first of all, to be Christians, and then to finish faithful. And um, that would be just, you know, that is my desire is to finish faithful that like I'm just sitting here for a second that is so so good like just just such a good point and such a thing to live for you know to finish faithful so I love that um well thank you so much for joining us today um you're so welcome yeah and we'll see you guys next time all righty I'm so proud of you I love you dearly I love you too have a great rest of your day you too (laughs) bye 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 Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Hear Me Out podcast today. Um, Don't forget that you can send in your own questions to my email, fins.hear.me.out at gmail.com, and I can answer your questions too. And I want to give a huge shout out to PodServe and their team for making this podcast happen. And thank you guys so much for listening. You guys are so awesome. See you guys next time.